All right, I will say good morning. Good morning. Let us begin. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors. I thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Adar. Sorry. Month of Adar. To thank Stephen Terry Zinn for dedicating over Shurman Trushels this month in memory of Terry's father, Svi Hirsch ben Yosef Hakohen. And to thank Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all the Shurman Trushels this month in memory of Paul's grandparents, Zecharia ben Zecharia and Dina Bas Pesach. We hope that on the merit of our Tamator of the Neshama Slav and Aliyah and the families in Nechama. Let us begin a great daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is Nun Vav 56. Now we are picking up, Emirat Hashem, on 56, we are picking up the Ode Massive 2, 4, 6, 8, uh, 2, 4, 6, 8 lines down from the top, on Nun Vav Amud Aleph 56a. So if you remember again, remember again, we had a statement of Rav Chista. So let's take two steps back. Two steps back is the Mishnah on Shabbos introduced us to the idea of categories of Tumah, which do not go ahead and stare, which do not go ahead and deconstruct previously observed Nazirus. Rather, again, they give us the ability to go and essentially hit the pause button on the Nazirus. Again, the days, do, the days don't deconstruct the Nazirus, but they also don't count towards the Nazirus. One of the examples of this was, which was what we spent uh, the majority of yesterday focusing on, was Tzara'as. Nazir becomes a Mitzorah. We'll say there are essentially three, three periods of time when one becomes a Mitzorah. There is what's called Yemei Hasgero, which we have not discussed. We'll talk about that today in Meretz Hashem in just a little bit, which are days in which the, the, the individual is confined because we're not sure if he has Saras or not. Now, we have not really spoken about those days yet. What we've been really speaking about are Yemei Gamro, the days in which he is declared as a Mitzora, active Saras, and Yemei Sefiro, the seven days of purification. So what we've essentially established in the Mishnah is those days, they do not deconstruct previously observed saras, but neither do they go ahead and count towards, I'm sorry, um, Nazirus, but neither do they go ahead and count towards Nazirus. Comes along Rav Chista in yesterday's daf, and Rav Chista advanced a very interesting idea, which was, which was that that is only true by Nazirus Mu'atas, right? But for example, what he calls by but Nazirus Merubah, a much longer Nazirus, I will say, what's the definition of a much longer Nazirus in, in this case? A much longer Nazirus is you have at least 30 days on the back end of the Nazirus once the Tzara'as would end. So Rav Chista posits that Allah Chalamaisa Nazirus Merubah, where you have at least 30 days on the back end after the Nazirus is over, Allah Chalamaisa, Allah Chalamaisa, um, the days of Tzara'as do count. Do count. This is Rav Chista's position. So that we've spent the rest of Ahmed Bey's on the top of Ahmed Alf of Nunvav so far trying to go ahead and challenge this particular position. We continue with that. Va'od Masa Rav Ashi. Furthermore, Rav Ashi brings another kasha. Ainli Ella. So we'll say that Rav Ashi is asking on Rav Chista. Once again, challenging Rav Chista. Va'od Masa Rav Ashi. So Rav Ashi raises another kasha. Ainli Ella. You made Tumah. Shin Olin Lo Minaminyan. So I said, I only know that the days of Tumah, now remember, Tumah in this context means Tumas Meis. Tumas Meis. So I only know that days of Tumas Meis don't count towards the tally of the Nazirus. Yemei minayin. I say, how do I know? Yemei say refers to the days of Tzaras. How do I know that the days of his, what's it all called, confirmed Tzaras, how do I know that those days don't count? So the Gemara 
So Rashi wants to just, it's a Kavachomer. What's the Kavachomer? Here we go. You made Tumah, so Dividinu. You made Tumah, Megalech, who made the carbon. We'll say, when he becomes Tame, Tumas Mace, right? A Nazir contracts Tumas Mace. So what's Talacha? Number one, for his purification process, he's got to shave, right? Because remember, again, when you become Tame, Tumas Mace, it totally deconstructs any, any previously observed Nedrinazirus. So he shaves, right? He shaves, finishing off his previous Nedrinazirus. Umevi Karban. And he brings a Karban. Vimechiluto, yeah, when he is a Mitzorah, Migaleach, Umevi Karban. You also go ahead and shave for Tzaraas and bring a Karban. So we'll say, so again, you see where this is going. Ravash is trying to equate the two. He's trying to say, just like the days of Tumas Meis do not count towards the tally of the Nazir. So we'll say, by the way, that's an understatement, right? Because not only do the days of Tumas Meis not count towards the Nazirus, but remember again, what do they do? What do they do? They cancel, right? They deconstruct, they cancel anything that's been observed up until this point. So, af yimechiluto, in Omen So to the days of Tzaraas also should not count towards the tally of Naziros. I says no, im Amrit, but here's the big difference. Remember again, we'll say, by Tumas Meis, by Tumas Meis, not only does Tumas Meis not count towards Naziros, but what? It cancels any previously observed Naziros. That is not true. Remember again, by Tsaras, by Tsaras, no one is positing about say that what? That the days of Tsaras go ahead and cancel previously observed Naziris. No, no, no one's positing that. So that is a very big difference. So therefore, Amrit Uman So the Oman Nazir Bekever Shesaro Roilis Galeach Nazirus Ain Olomenaminion. So also listen to this. Remember the case of Nazir Bekever? The case of Nazir Bekever is the guy who undertakes a Nedin Nazirus literally inside of the cemetery. So I will say, so remember again, what's his halacha? When does his Nedin Nazirus start? When does it begin? When he leaves the cemetery. But remember again, I will say, it's not the pshat that when he leaves the cemetery, now he has to shave his head because he's like, in other words, the, the whole hop of, of Nazir Bekever is what? That the nether doesn't realize this is, it's, a, it's a suspended nether. In other words, he's a Nazir, he's a Nazir, but the halos Nazirus doesn't actually begin, right? The, the actual, we'll call it the, yeah, it's a suspended Nazirus. The actual fulfillment of the nether doesn't begin until he leaves the cemetery. So listen to this Lashem. Oman Nazir Bekever, when it comes to a Nazir Bekever, Shesaro Roy Litaglachas, that ultimately, again, literally, his hair is fit to be shaved for Nazirus. Litaglachas, which also means what? See, listen to this case. Ruven, we'll come Ruven, right? Ruven's standing in the cemetery. He's so inspired by the Levaya that what does he say? I'm going to become a Nazir. Right? All right, a little bit of a strange reaction, but the mice are fine. Right? So once you see now what happens, what's his status? What's his status? Suspended Nazirus. Now we'll say, so what happens when he leaves the cemetery, what's going to, what's going to occur? When he leaves, so he'll go through his purification process for Tumas Meis, and then he'll begin his Nedr Nazirus. Begins Nedr Nazirus. Now we'll say, but the hair that he has on his head at the time that he makes the Nedr Nazirus in the cemetery, that is going to be the hair, so to speak, that he cuts at the culmination of his Nadin Nazirus. That's what it means over here. So it says like this, Uman Nazir Bekever, Shesaro Roy Le Taglachas Nazirus, 
Yet, ain't only lo minaminyan. Yet, Rabbi said, the days that he spends in the cemetery do not count towards the tally of his nazirus. Yemechiluto, the days of his saras, she'in saro roi letaglachas nazirus. Rabbi said, the days of his saras were what? Where Lamais, again, the hair on his head is not fit for, for, for his Nazarite haircut. Why not? Because what's going to happen to his hair at the end of his saras? It's shaved. It's shaved, yet, Lakoshikain. Certainly, again, certainly those days should not count towards the Naziros as well. The Aini Ali Mechiluto. That only tells me about the days of his confirmed Tsaras. Yemei Sefiro Minayin. How do I know that the days that he counts for his purification process, for the Mitzorah, which is almost like, you know, the seven days, right? Seven days. How do I know that those days don't count? Those days don't count ultimately again. For his Nazirus as well. The Dinhu. Once again, the Gemara says it's a Kavachomer. What's the Kavachomer? Amid days, what's the Kavachomer? Ma yimei chiluto ta'un taglachas. Just like the days. Or just like the days of yimei chiluto. So we'll say the days of his confirmed saras, they require ultimately again a taglachas. I will say, remember, here's what's interesting. What, when does the Nazir shave? Sorry. The Mitzorah, right? The Mitzorah shaves on days one and day seven. The way the Gemara is looking at this is, is that the day one shaving kind of represents the end of his confirmed status, right? And therefore, again, and the day seven shaving represents the end of his Tara process. That's what it means over here. Mayimechiluto, just like the days of his confirmed Saras, Tom Taglachas, require ultimately again a shaving. So to again the days of his counting as well, which we'll say refers to again the last shaving at the end of day seven. Second line from the top, and just like the days of chiluto means his confirmed status. We'll call it his active tuma days. Do not count towards the tally of Naziros. So ultimately, again, the days of his Tara, days of his calendar of his Tara, also don't count towards the Nazirus. Fine. So we'll say, so, so, so all, all we've proven, by the way, through this Kavachon, we'll say is what? The truth is, we haven't proven anything that we didn't know already. The only thing, and just to kind of show you where this is leading, is all of this is leading up to a Kashan Rav Chista. We'll say, let's circle back. Remember again, because what did Rav Chista want to suggest? What did Rav Chista want to suggest? That on a Nazirus Meruba, what on a longer period of Nazirus, definition of a longer period of Nazirus, definition, any Nether Nazirus where you have at least 30 days or more left on the back end of the Nazirus after you would finish your Mitzorah process. So Rabbi Chista wanted to suggest that in Nazirus Meruba, what happens? You can actually count the days of your Tsaras. Towards the tally of the Naziros. Shabbos so say, what's happening over here is just a very long argument that's ultimately going to lead in the Kasha. Because remember, what do we keep on developing through these multiple Kalvachomers? What are we developing? It's the same theme, which is what? The days of Tsaras do not count towards the tally of the Naziros. Now, through the Kalvachomer, or Kalvachomers, because multiple ones, we've established that this so far applies to two periods of Nazirus, of, of Tsaras. Which two periods? Yimei Chiluto. Chiluto means the days in which you are an active Mitzorah. In other words, you've been, you've been categorized or you've been, uh, um, 
Yeah, confirmed. Okay, confirmed as a mitzora, right? Those yimei chiluto, or yimei heskero, right? Yimei chiluto, we'll call that, or yimei gamro, and, or, and yimei sefiro. Yimei sefiro are the seven days of the purification process. So we've now established those two periods of time do not count towards the tally of your nazirus. Now says the Yimei, watch this, three lines down from the top, base, 56b, three lines down. Remember again, we've mentioned this a number of times in passing, but here it is. I would have thought this also applies to Yemei Haskero. What are Yemei Haskero? These are the days where, remember again, you could have a case of a person who presents with a tsara'as blemish, but what? But what? It's not clear what it is. So I'll say, what do you do with a person like this? Confine them. Now remember again, are they a mitzora? No. What we do is we could confine them. I remember again, how long could confinement occur for? Usually it's a week, but again, still after a week, if it's still questionable, a second week. So confinement is up to two weeks. So I will say, so remember, we have not dealt with this up until now. Again, the Mishnah, at the end of the Mishnah, the Mishnah threw this in. But Lamai saying, you might have thought, if I will say, if I'm going to say, Yemei Chiluto, which are the days of confirmed Sarah Astuma, and Yemei Sefiro, the days of purification from Mitzora, if you're going to say that those two periods of time do not count towards the tally of Naziros, so I might have thought Yemei Hesgero, ultimately, again, the days where you're confined because we're not sure what your status is, Perhaps those should not count as well. When a person is a mitzora muchlot, a mitzora muchlot means a confirmed mitzora, which means what? If you go ahead and you sit on top of something, or something supports your weight, ultimately you convey to us. Let me illustrate this. If a, if a mitzora sits on a cushion, Right, he conveys tuma to that cushion. That's tuma. That's tuma. That's tuma's mishkav. But not only that, Rabbi will say, what happens if a spitzorah sits on a ta- sits on a pile of ten cushions? On ten cushions, Rabbi will say, what's the halacha? All of the cushions are tummy. That that that's called that's called tuma's moshav. Right. Ultimately, again, you can convey tuma not just to that which you are directly sitting on, but to all of the items which are supporting your weight. So if a, if a spitzorah mochlat has the ability to convey Tumas Mishkavu Moshav, Vimei Heskero, Metami Mishkavu Moshav. And I will say similarly again, when the Mitzorah is, is ultimately also locked up, not locked up is the wrong word, um, isolated or confined, because we're not sure about his status, Vimei Heskero, Metami Mishkavu Moshav, in Lamaratali Mechi Luto, Shin Olamomen Aminyan, Afimei Heskero in Olamen Aminyan. So I will say, since what the Gemara is going to say is like this, if a Mitzorah Mokhlat, Ultimately, is Matai Mishkav Moshav, and a Mitzora Muskar, who's confined because we don't know his status, so Matai Mishkav Moshav. So, just like Yemechi Luto, don't count towards the tally, so too Yemechi Skero, the days that he's confined, shouldn't count towards the tally if his Nazirus as well. Amrit Lo, to which the Gemara says, Lo, Im Amrit Bimechi Luto, Shekin Chiluto Ton Taglachas, Omevi Karban, Lefichach Ein Olin. He will say, here's the difference. Yemei Chiluto, the days in which he is a confirmed Mitzora. So he will say, remember again, what do you need at the end of those days? Number one, you need a haircut, taglachas. Number two, what else do you need? What else do you need? You have to bring a carbon. Therefore, I will say, you have these two factors in effect, therefore what? Ein Olin. Ultimately, 
they do not count as part of the tally. Yet conversely, say Tomar Bimehaskero, Sha'in Ta'on Taglachas, the Eno Mevi Karban, but Bosemehaskero, where what? You do not require the shaving, nor do you bring a haircut. Therefore, the Fichach Yalu Leminion. Therefore, ultimately, again, they should count towards the tally. So Bosay, the Gemara says, this is a compelling argument. Therefore, Mikan Amru, here we go, Bosay, here it is. Yemei Sfiro, Fimei Gamro, Ain only Lomina Minion. So we'll say, and we're going to, we'll see this in Ram just a little bit. Therefore, we'll say, we'll say that when it comes to Tsaras, Yemei Sfiro, so we'll say, kind of working backwards a little bit. Yemei Sfiro means the seven days of purification of a Mitzorah. Fimei Gamro, Fimei Gamro, we'll say, are the days in which he's in active Mitzorah. Those days ain't only Lomina Minion. Those days do not count towards the tally of Nazirus. Aval, Yemei Azov Vazava, but the days in which he is a Zav or a Zava, Ves Gero Shamatsora, or the days I was in which he is confined, because we don't know yet what his status is about Saras, Hare Elu Olin Min, Hare Elu Olin Lo. These days do count towards the Nazirus. We'll say it's incredible. So leave, let's leave out Zav for just a moment. We'll say the conclusion that the Gemara seems to come to, and this is very important, by Saras, remember, we'll say, let's go back. By Saras, Three potential periods of time. What are three potential periods of time? Number one, Yimei Haskero. Now I just want to point out, Yimei Haskero, we'll say, remember again, what's Yimei Haskero? What's the kiss Yimei Haskero? Suffolk. We don't know. Reuven comes, he has a blemish, he comes to the Kohen. Kohen's like, I don't know. It could be, it can't be. Now remember again, does every Mitzorah have to have Yimei Haskero? No. Because remember again, there are times where the Tsaras is definitive. We know that it's Tsaras. This is only talking about, remember, Yemei HaSkero is only done in cases of Safek. So three periods. Number one, Yemei HaSkero. Let's assume for a moment that a week after confinement, now it's clear that it's Saras. So I will say, what happens if it's clear that it's Saras after confinement? What happens? What comes next? What we call Yemei Chiluto or Yemei Gamro. Same, same terms. Days of definitive Saras. We'll call it Saras Tumah. Those are the days of active Tumah. Okay. That's period two. Period three, when you go and you finish your tzaras, so then what happens? Then what happens? You may sfiro. Right? Then you have the seven days of purification. What the Gemara seems to be saying over here is like this, working backwards. The days of purification, right? You may sfiro, and you may gumro, or you may chiluto, the days of your active tumah. Those days do not count towards the tally of Naziras. Now, they don't count, but they also don't what? They also don't cancel. That's important. So they don't count, but they don't cancel. Right? They won't count towards the tally, but they will not cancel that which was observed beforehand. They just simply hit the pause button on the Nazirus. Conversely, the Gemara wants to suggest that Yemei Haskero, the days ultimately again that the Nazir is, that the Nazir is in confinement because we're not sure what his status is, those days do count towards the Neb and Nazirus. That's the conclusion of the Gemara here. We'll see that in just a little bit. So the Gemara says, so we'll say, now remember again, we'll say, remember, why, why are we doing all of this? You think to yourself, that is an excellent question, right? Right? Why exactly are we doing all of this? So say, so remember again, all of this was a question on Rav Chista. Rav Chista, remember again, Rav Chista wanted to say that Allah Chalamaisa, when do we say that Mitzorah doesn't count towards the tally of Naziros. That's only when a Naziros Muetas. 
but in Nazirus Meruba, a longer period of Nazirus, you could even count the days of Tsaras in the tally of the Nazirus. I will say, here it is. Katani Nihas. I will say, what comes out from all of this? Katani Nihas. Lo im armit bimei tuma, shikim evantel bahenas akhodmen. Tomar bimei chiluto, tomar bimei chiluto. So I will say, so again, the Gemara was explaining over here, part of the Kabbalah that we made before. Is that when it comes to Timei Tuma, right? Timei Tuma, which is Tumas Mace, they go ahead and cancel everything beforehand. The Gemara was contrasting that with Yimei Luto, which are the days of active Saras, right? Where the Gemara said those days don't cancel that which came before them, but also don't count. But my, so what type of Nazirus are we talking about over here? If you're talking about a short term of Nazirus, then how about you know Gidol Remember, we've already established what I said. Then in the case of Nazirus Moetas, remember again, what's the definition of Nazirus Moetas? Definition: thirty days. We've already established that if you are if you have a Nazirus Moetas and you contract Saras, Rabbi say what happens after your Saras is over? Right, you automatically have to have thirty days. Why do you automatically have to have thirty days? Because Gidol Seyar. Remember again, you cannot you cannot bring a Neder Nazirus to a close without a minimum of 30 days uninterrupted hair growth. So we'll say that case is never in question. El-Alav bin Naziris Meruba, but rather you must be talking about a case of Naziris Meruba, or we'll say, again, remember, definition of Naziris Meruba is any Ned Naziris, with which you will have at least 30 days on the back end of the Naziris, after the conclusion of your Tzaras. And yet, I will say, what do you see from here? The Katani She'in Olin Lo Minaminyan. You know, I will say, so the Gemara wasn't talking about Naziris Meruba, yet the Gemara said explicitly that what? That even in the Naziris Meruba, ultimately again, the days of Tsaras do not count towards the tally. To which they went Vikatani, Ain Olin Mina Minyan, Alma, Lo Salkinle, Shmamina. Therefore, say, the Gemara says, what do you see from here? You see from here that days of Naziris do not, ca- sorry, days of Tsaras do not count towards Naziris. Even in a case of Naziris Merubah, Shmamina, the Gemara says, indeed, see that this is the case. I will say it appears that the Gemara has effectively refuted the position of Rav Chista, and whether it is a Naziris Mu'atas or a Naziris or a Naziris Merubah, the days of Saras will not count towards the tally. So they don't count they, of Naziris. They don't count towards the Naziris, but they also don't what? Also don't cancel. Don't count. But don't cancel. So I will say, let's do a little bit of some interesting halacha over here. So first of all, I will say what we have to really focus on, let's work backwards in the sugya. So remember again, what we need to know now in our sugya is, in saras, in saras, once again we have these three periods. Yimei Haskero, the days in which he's confined because of Safek, we don't know what his status is. Right? Yimei Chiluto, the days of his confirmed Tumas Saras, and Yimei Sfiro, the days of his purification. So I will say, what it sounds, so the Shaila is, we now know, we now know, or sounds like, we now know that the days don't count Torah's Nazirus, but they also don't cancel Nazirus. So what's the Shaila? The Shaila is, what does that apply to all three equally, or are they reckoned separately? So I will say, so the Ramam and Hilchos Nazirus, Parag Zayin, Halochates, right? It says, follows. Here we go. Nazir Shinitztarea, the Hochlat, Kol Yimichilut, Ovishrez, Misfir Shasof, actually, it does her also. Beta in olin lo mimei nazirus. So I'll say, aval yimei hesker olin lo. 
Incredible. So the Rambam actually passes like the conclusion of the Argimar. Namely, I will say, let's work backwards. Let's work backwards. Or actually, let's work chronologically forward. If you have a Nazir who is first conf- confined or isolated, right, because of suffering. I will say, now again, I want to point out, remember, the, what we call Yemei Haskero, which are the days that the Nazir is confined because we're not sure about his status. So again, just to be clear, not every Nazir has that. Remember again, that only comes up in a case of suffering. If you know, right, remember again, Saras is passing on only by the Kohen. So if Reuven shows up, the Kohen sees him and he says, yeah, that, that is Saras, no, no doubt about it. Okay, he's writing to Yimei Chiluto. If you happen to have a suffix, so that's Yimei Haskero. I suppose the Raman Paskins, Yimei Haskero, count towards the tally of Nazirus. So you ask him, Yimei Haskero will count towards the tally of Nazirus, Yimei Chiluto, and Yimei Sefiro, the days of active Tumah and the days of purification, don't count, but also don't cancel. He'll say, I will, I will mention to you, we're not going to do the whole thing inside. Um, but the Ramah also, same parak, same parak, just two halachas earlier in parak Vav, goes through the Mishnah. So must remember again, the Mishnah that we saw on Shabbos is a very important Mishnah, because the Mishnah goes through the listing of types of Tumah, which do not cause the cancellation of the Nazirus. Right, they'll pause the Naziros, they'll have different impacts on the Naziros, but they won't cancel the Naziros. So I'll say, if you remember again, I just, want to, I just want to point out one piece to you. If you remember again, one of the things was, one of the things was, um, exposure to Eretz Amin. Yesterday's daf. Right, if you go to Chutz Laretz, if you go to Chutz Laretz, ultimately again, what does that do? Salach Halamaisa, Halach Halamaisa, that creates a problem. It doesn't stare, it doesn't deconstruct, it doesn't cancel the Naziros. It doesn't cancel the Naziros. So I would say, if you remember again, we saw an interesting discussion in yesterday's daf about, well, what's the nature of Eretz Amin? What's the nature of the Torah? What was the Machlokas? What was the Machlokas? Gusha or Avira? Right? Is it the land? Right? Is, is it a din on the earth because of unmarked graves? Or Avira, just airspace, because Chazal did not want a year going to Chutz Laaretz. So I just want to point out to you, so the Rambam, the Rambam over here goes through this whole list of different types of Tumah, and he says like this. He says, So we'll say, so ultimately, again, if he goes and he explains, if a person goes ahead and exp- becomes exposed to any of the types of Tumah that we discussed in the Mishnah, our Mishnah, So one of the examples, this is how the Raman formulates it. He says, he says, So we'll say, so the Rambam, when he discusses Eretz Amim, he calls it Begush Eretz Ha'akum, which is interesting. So the Rambam Paskins, that the Tumah of Eretz Ha'amimin is a din of Gusha, not Avira. Not Avira. So according to the Rambam, if you were to go to Chutzla Eretz, ultimately in a sealed box, go in and go out, you would not become Tameh. It's only if a person ultimately trods actually on the earth, right? Walks on the earth, ultimately of Chutz Laaretz, there is a rabbinic tumah there because of unmarkers. So the Raman Paskins, Gusha, and not Avira. It's an interesting, uh, reti- you know, rounding out of yesterday's soya. All right, I will say, good, beautiful. There's more, there's, of course, there's always, there's always much more, right? But Lamaisa, again, let's, uh, let's go weiter. So the Mishnah, we'll say, really interesting Mishnah here. Amar Rabbi Aliyazar. Yishron B'Yoshua. It was a very interesting Mishnah. Rabbi Eliezer said in Yoshua, called Tumah Mina Meis, Shinazer Megaleach Alel, Chayoven Alel 
Albias Mikdosh, Val Tuma. Oh, I'm sorry, let me speak that again. Call Tuma Minamis, Shinoza Migalea Halea, Chayovin Alea, Albias Mikdosh, the Call Tuma Minamis, Shinoza Migalea Halea, Ain Chayovin Alea Albias Mikdosh. So this is an interesting case over here. So Rabbi Eliezer is saying the name of Rabbi Yoshua, and the names are going to be very important in just a moment. He says like this. And essentially, any type of tumah minames that would cause a nazir, would cause the cancellation of a nazir's neder nazilus, require him to shave and start all over again. Chayovin aleo abiyas mikdash. Now we'll say, okay, let's take one step back. So the halacha is, the halacha is that one is not permitted to go ahead and enter into the Beis HaMikdash in a state of Tumah. In a state of Tumah. Okay. So, I'm say, so now the Shaila is, what type of Tumah poses a problem? So Rabbi Eliezer, the name of Rabbi Yoshua, creates an interesting relationship. He says, essentially, any type of Tumah which would cancel a Nev and Eziros and require, require the Nazir to shave and have to start all over again, that's the type of Tumah for which you are chayiv if you enter in that state into the base of Okay, that's an, an, interest, an interesting right. So again, one more time. Any type of tumah that essentially would cancel a nedir nazirus and require a person to shave and start all over again, if you were to walk into the base of in that state of tumah, you would be chayiv. You would be chayiv. Okay. V'chol tumah minameis, she'in hanazir migalei I will say conversely, any 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 corpse associated tumor that would not cancel the nazirus, uh, that would not cancel, that would not cancel the nazirus, ultimately again, ain chayav in abias mikdash. You would not be chayav for entering into the base of mikdash in that state of tumor. So I will say, by the way, I'll just point out to you, you say to yourself, but what, what, what does that mean? What type, what type of tumas mace? So I will say, remember again, that is our, that is our previous Mishnah. Right? So remember again, the previous Mishnah, we had all different types of Tumas Mace. Remember, Tumas Mace means Tuma that derives from a Mace. When, when we hear Tumas Mace, well, right? when I say Tumas Mace, you think corpse, right? But remember again, Tumas, yes, yes, that is Tumas Mace. But Tumas Mace also can mean any form of derivative Tuma. So for example, if you look at the previous Mishnah, all of those cases were derivative Tumas. For example, I will say again, right? You're under the same roof with a quarter cave of bones, right? Or for that matter, again, revius of blood. So these are all tumas that derive from a maze. But as we saw in the previous Mishnah, these are not concentrated enough tumas maze to cause a nazir to cancel his ned and his ears. So what? So interesting. So what? What Rabbi Eli is saying in the name of Rabbi Yoshua is that any tumas maze. That were not cancel a neder nazirus, you would not be chayyav for entering into the base hamikdash in that state of tumah. Conversely, any type of tumas mace which would cancel a neder nazirus would create liability for entry into the mikdash as well. Okay, beautiful. Our emir, emir says no, absolutely not. Lo tehezu kalaminasharetz. The emir says incorrect, 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 incorrect. He'll say. And remember, Tumas, if you enter into the Beis HaMikdash with Tumas Sharas, what's, what's Tumas Sharas? It's exactly what it sounds like, right? You touch a dead Sharas, right? You have, you have Tumas. So Rebbe Meir says, any type 
of Tumas Meis derivative can't be any less than Tumas Sharetz. Once again, general Tumas Sharetz is considered to be a weaker form of Tumah. So, so look, at, look at Rashi for just a moment. Rashi says over here, Lotia zu kalamin hasharetz, uma al tumas hasharetz, shein hanazim etame klum, chayovan alav yushum biyas mikdash, al tumah min hameis, chutaun hazog gimel v'zayin, eno din shu chayovan alav yushum biyas mikdash. I will say, and I remember again, what Rabbi Meir comes along and says is as follows. That doesn't make any sense. Why? We will say, the haloch is, the haloch is tumas sharetz. And I will say, remember again, Tumasharis. What happens if a nazir contracts Tumasharis? What happens? What happens? Nothing happens. Right? He, he becomes tired. That's it. It doesn't have an impact on him. Yet I will say, you are not allowed to enter into the Beis Hamikdash in a state of any type of Tumah, even Tumas Sharetz. So if you can't enter into the Beis Hamikdash in a state of Tumas Sharetz, then of course you can't enter into the Beis Hamikdash in any of these other forms of Tumah as well. So we'll say, Salah Khalamais, what Ramir is saying is like this. Essentially, the relationship, the relationship, Rabbi Eliezer, that you are creating is a flawed relationship. There is no relationship between the Tumah of Nazir and the Tumah of Bias Mikdash. They're unrelated ideas. We'll say, what type of Tumah, would, what type of Tumah precludes you from entering into the Mikdash? What type of Tumah? Right? Pretty much any type of Tumah. Right? Nazir, we'll say, Nazir is unique. Because the Torah itself, when talking about the type of Tumah, which goes in and cancels Nadir Nazir's Tafka said it's corpse Tumah, and its highest form of corpse Tumah, they're not related concepts. And therefore, Allah Chalamais, Rabbi Meir, rejects the entire premise of Rabbi Eliezer, because he says again, if you can't enter into the Beis HaMikdash with Tumah's Sheretz, you certainly can't enter in with any other form of Tumah as well. Beautiful. We'll say Gimara. Rabbi Eliezer Mishnah Yeshua Gavrala. Now we'll say, now here's what's interesting. Now remember again, in general, Rashi points this out. When we see Rabbi Yeshua in the Mishnah, we assume that Rabbi Yeshua is Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananya. Hananya. Now we'll say, so says the Gemara. So we'll say, now you have in the Mishnah Rabbi Eliezer quoting Rabbi Yeshua, to which the Gemara says, one second, did Rabbi Eliezer actually learn this? From Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananyo? Is that who you learned it from? So the Gemara says, I just want to point out, it's actually fascinating. This whole Gemara, this whole Gemara, no one's really going to talk, right? In other words, no, we're not going to talk about, per se, the topic of the Mishnah. What actually the Gemara is hyper focused on is the attribution in the Mishnah. Rabbi Eliezer is quoting Rabbi Yoshua, who is Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananyo. The Gemara says, Really? Rabbi Eliezer learns Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananyo, but watch this, says the Gemara. That's not true. Rabbi Eliezer did not learn this from Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananya. Rather, we'll say he learned it from Rabbi Yoshua bar Mamel. Now, we'll say, I just want to point out something very interesting to you. Now, remember again, so just so you understand, like the chain over here, there's Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananya. His Talmud is Rabbi Yoshua bar Mamel, right? Who then teaches Rabbi Eliezer. So the Gemara is suggesting Rabbi Eliezer didn't learn this from Yoshua ben Hananya. He learned from Yeshua Bar Mamo. So what's going on over here? Disanya, Disanya, Amr Rabbi Eliezer. So what Rabbi Eliezer said? Rabbi Eliezer said, um, sorry, Amr Rabbi Eliezer, Kishelachti Laardaskia. When I went to Ardaskia, that's a place. Matsasi es Rabbi Yeshua ben Peser Rosh. I found Rabbi Yeshua Peser Rosh. Say, by the way, Peser Rosh is a name. I saw Rabbi Yeshua, the son of Peser Rosh. Okay. Shayoshev vidan lefnei Rabbi Meir bahalocha 
who was sitting and he was giving shir, right? He was darshan. He was talking about halacha from Rabbi Meir. And he said as follows, Kol tuma min ameis, shaynozer megaleach alea, chayoven alea mishum bias mikdash. And he was saying this following, any tuma, any tuma, that is the direct, right? Any tumas meis, for which a nazir, which will cancel the neder naziros, and require a nazir to go ahead and cut this here and restart again. So what's the halacha? Chayoven alea mishum bias mikdash. Ultimately, again, you're chayiv because of entry into the mikdash. V'chot tuma min ameis, shinozer megaleachalav, but any tumas meis, for which a nazir is, which won't cancel the neder naziros, you won't be chayiv because of bias mikdash. Shmuel says that's pretty much just the Mishnah. It's the Mishnah. Amar lo, he said to him, Al tezu kala misharetz. And Rabbi Meir says, but one second, tuma any derivative tuma from a meis should be no less than tuma sharetz. And if you can't enter into the mikdash with tuma sharetz, you certainly can't enter in with any lower form of tuma as well. Amar tilo, I said to him, klum atabaki beri yoshavarim bar mamul. So Rabbi Eliezer says, don't you know, right? Don't you know the rulings of Rabbi Yushua Bar Mamel? Amrali Hain, Kach, Amrali Rabbi Yushua Bar Mamel, Mushur Rabbi Yushua. So Rabbi Eliezer says, this is what Rabbi Yushua Bar Mamel said to me in the name of his Rabbi, Rabbi Yushua Bar Hananya, called Tuma Minameis Shanazim Megaleach Alea, Chayiv Alea Mushum Bias Mikdash. Any Tuma from a mace that would cancel in the Nazirus, you would be Chayiv entry into the Mikdash. The chol tumah min ameis sheinaz megalechala eichel mishum bias mikdash and any tumah min ameis that ultimately again not, wouldn't cancel another would not cancel the zeros you would not be chayiv for entry into the mikdash have mishum rav yishua bar mamol gomerla so I'll say listen to this so I'll say so one second so one second so now here's our question I'll say again it's just an attribution question the Mishnah says Rabbi Eliezer the Mishnah says Amar Rabbi Eliezer mishum Rabbi Yoshua now again. Anytime you have unqualified Rabbi Yeshua in the Mishnah, who is it? Rabbi Yeshua Bar Hananya. Bar Hananya. So that makes up for the Mishnah that Rabbi Eliezer learned this halacha for Rabbi Yeshua Bar Hananya. But in fact, that's not true. Who did Rabbi Eliezer learn it from? Who did he learn it from? Rabbi Yeshua Bar Mamo. Now, who did Rabbi Yeshua Bar Mamo learn it from? Rabbi Yeshua Ben Hananya. So both say, so it's a shayla. So why Rabbi Eliezer? Why in the Mishnah? Why, why are we making it sense? Now, now I want to be clear. The shayla is not on, the shayla is not on Rabbi Eliezer, right? Remember again, why, why, is, shayla, why is it not on Rabbi Eliezer? Because Rabbi Eliezer didn't write the Mishnah, right? Who is the shayla on? The shayla is on Rabbi Udanasi. The shayla is on Rabbi. Rabbi, why when you codify the Mishnah, why don't you codify it, excuse me, try for saying this, why don't you codify it accurately? Right? Why don't you say, right? Why don't you say, Amr Rabbi Eliezer, Mim Shum Rabbi Yeshua Bar Mama. Say Bar Mama. Instead, Rabbi, why is it that when you codify the Mishnah, you say, Amr Rabbi Eliezer, Mim Shum Rabbi Yeshua, which means it sounds like Rabbi Yeshua Bachananya. Now again, now again, now does the halacha come from Rabbi Yeshua Bachananya? Yeah, he, he, he's the origin of the halacha. Right? He taught it to his Talmud, right? He then taught it to Rabbi Eliezer. But the truth is, it's not accurate the way you're saying because it sounds like Rabbi, Yosh- Rabbi Eliezer got this from Rabbi Yoshua ben Chananya when in fact he got it from the Talmud. So what's going on over here? So this is incredible. It's incredible. So Amr Shmamina, I will say, what do you see from here? You learn a very interesting stylistic idea. So 
So I want to say, see something very interesting stylistically about the way Rebbe codified the Mishnah. That's whenever you have a ruling that was handed down through at least three, we'll call it three links in the chain, often what Rebbe will do is he'll, he'll what? He'll quote the first link and the last link and he'll leave out the middle link. It's just a stylistic piece of the Mishnah. So for example, we'll say, what do you have over here? Right? You have a statement that was made by Rabbi Yeshua Bar Hananya, Ben Hananya, right? Who ultimately, again, is the one who espouses it in the Mishnah? Rabbi Eliezer. Is there a middle link there? Yeah, who's the middle link? Who's the middle link? Rabbi Yeshua Ben Hananya. So just stylistically, what Rabbi did, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yeshua Bar Mamo, thank you. Right? What, what stylistically, what Rabbi did was, he just kind of took out the middle link. So you have the first link, Rabbi Yeshua Ben Hananya, the last link, Rabbi Eliezer, that's what you have codified in the Mishnah. He leaves out the middle link. It's just a stylistic approach of Rebbe in the Mishnah. The Gemara gives another example of this quickly. So the Gemara says, Amar Nachum by Yitzchak Af Ananami Tanina. We also learn this. Amar Nachum Halavlar. Nachum Halavlar said, This is what I learned from Rebbe Miyasha. They both say, interestingly enough, this is, uh, we had this in Yerushalmi Yomi not so long ago. So I just think says, I'm going to listen to this. So, uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to listen to this. I'm going to listen this is what I received from Rabbi Miyasha. Shekiba me'abo, who received it from his father. Shekiba mina zugos, who received it from the zugos. Well, let's remember again, the zugos, are, we have this like in Pirkei Elvis. Shmai and Aftalion, right? Where you have like this two-headed leadership model. Shekiba mina neviim, who received from the neviim. Halacha Moshe misinai. And the neviim got it from Moshe Rabbeinu. Now we'll say, what's the halacha that they received? That if you, if you plant dill and mustard in two or three different places in your field, you have to give peah from each individual planting. The Gemara says, Here's what's interesting. Who's missing from this list? Who's missing from this list? Yoshua and Kalev. Well, so remember again, if you think about it, remember again, the list goes from what? From Moshe? To the Nevi'im. Oh, but there's a pretty big gap in there. It really goes Moshe to Yoshua, Yoshua to Kalev, Kalev to the Nevi'im. So I'll say, the, right, the, now, the truth is, you have even more steps than that. That's the truth. The point that Gemara is making, Rabbi say, is Rebbe, Rebbe, in his codification of Halacha, will often go ahead and try to preserve a chain. Try to preserve a chain. Stylistically, not every link in the chain is often included. And I will say, here's what's interesting, right? Because even if you look at this last case by Peah, there's a lot of names recorded in here, right? We're not just doing like first and last. The point is, stylistically, Rebbe tries in the Mishnah to preserve or to highlight for us the chain of the Mesorah. What doesn't he give us? What doesn't he give us? Every single link in the Mesorah. So therefore, I will say, so sometimes, again, he'll just leave out a couple of names, like he did over here by Peah, where he leaves out Yoshua and Kalev. Other times, he'll just leave out one link, which is because there's just one link. For example, in our Mishnah, we'll go and he'll call to Rabbi Yosho ben Hananya, who is the originator of the Halacha, Rabbi Eliezer, who is the espouser of the Halacha, and the middle chain is left, the middle link is left out. So we'll say, we'll stop over here for today. That, that's the Halacha. We'll say, we'll also see, tomorrow we'll do the Halacha Lamaisa on this Mishnah. Right? And I will say, we'll talk about the hashkaf of this. Why did Rebbe choose to articulate it? In other words, why not just give us everything? Right? Just, just tell us the whole shashas, give us all. Especially, again, in a case like this, where all of the bishops during most, it's not the Rebbe, excuse me, not exactly saving us that much time. Right? All you did was you left out one name. 
He left out one name. Why Rebbe chose to do it that way? We'll study a little bit more in depth tomorrow. What a Monday. What a Monday. Shkoyach.